Hello, everybody. Welcome to the SideQuest Podcast. My name is Lucas. And I'm BJ. We got Nomad again. Yep, he's out of town for Christmas. We're both in town for Christmas. <laughs> yep. We're from here. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll prob- I'm going to be in Kentucky, I think, for the weekend. But, yeah, so we... Another Nomad episode, and we figured this would be the best time to... Sounded like you said Nomad. <laughs> Nomad's Land. <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> Hell yeah, fuck that. I'm putting that... I'm, te- I'm messaging myself that shit. Fuck yeah. Nomad's Land. That's genius. But and- while Matt is away, I'm living in the house. Feeding Lance. Sleeping in my room. I got a new TV in there. 4K, never owned one of those. I was really surprised at how good it looked some for some reason, even though I knew it was going to look good. You don't realize, like, because when you don't have it, you're like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And then you get it, and you're like, oh, it's, it's that big of a deal. I hooked my Steam Deck up to it the other day, and uh, it looked great. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to need to boot into Kiwami 2 and just walk around for a while. That's a good one to hit it for, dude. Like, the amount of just... Like the lighting engine in that one is so good. Like yeah. I love, Kwame Two is phenomenal. And then I love that that's now the engine where it's like, all right, Dragon Engine's running both Judgment games, like a Dragon, Kwame Two and Six. I think Ishin's running on it too, isn't it? It is, but it's definitely a little less because they're. It's not like um, Kwame Two where it's like a full on oh yeah. shit rem- remake. It looks like it's a halfway between like Zero and Dragon Engine. It. It looks, it's kind of like how I view like the Crash Bandicoot games, where it's like a remaster, really. But they're adding a lot of new stuff. So, like the cutscenes look fire. So like they're definitely adding yeah, new do. shit. <clears throat> Speaking but, uh, of Yakuza, since I don't know if we talked about it, did I talk about finishing the Tale of Goro? Uh, I think we did. But Matt was here, so I don't think we could have said anything. Right. So I'm just gonna say this right now. We're gonna text you later, Matt. But Matt, don't listen to this episode. <laughs> Again, Sorry. you're not allowed to listen to any episode you're not on. I'll try to find the time codes, like as I'm <laughs> editing, and just be like, "Hey, okay, so you can start it here, yep. but you can't listen to this point or whatever. We'll figure it out." But uh, what did you think of Majima's uh, tale? It made me really fucking sad, and like, just it reinforced everything that I love about him in the first place. Like. He's the fucking best. He goes to the Omi after all this shit goes down. He's like, look, if this is going to solve this feud between you guys, I'll just leave the the Tojo clan. And then they're like, I guess that'll fix it. And then Ryuji in this point in time is still alive. And Ryuji's like, what the, what a fucking God. What a great guy. He's the best guy in the Tojo clan. <laughs> and I'm like, Ryuji again is right. And, uh, all that shit with Makoto just broke my heart all over again, dude. It It's one of those things where I think even Majima kind of realizes, like, what he did was the right choice. Because, like, even though he, like, loved her, it was like, she's not going to get shit living with me. Yeah. Like, like, at least now it's like... Like, honestly, the I love the idea of, like, Majima, when he talks to the, the, like, the doctor who helped her and was, like, going to marry her, he's like, take... You better take good fucking care of her. Yeah, he he's like staring him down. He's like, "Do you love her?" That was that 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 moment in in Zero was amazing, and then and then having that moment in in Kwame too, which was the final bit of closure for both of them. Yeah, that's why I was like, to me, they had they put this in Kwame too because they introduced a plot that 
honestly didn't feel did not feel satisfying in ending it with Makoto. Yeah. Because if you've played all the games before this, I'm assuming you're like, oh, I've never even heard of this like Makoto chick. This woman. Yeah, so they had to pretty much end it before three and all them, so they could go, Okay, see this is why Majima doesn't talk about it. But they did it yeah. in a pretty good job. Speaking of three, I've been playing that. So first and foremost, the, the not even the introduction, just but like how it literally ends right after Kwame Two, or yeah. starts right after Kwame Two immediately, and they immediately go, "All right, so she's out, she's going to America." Yep. Uh, and Kiryu has to leave the clan for a bit. Uh, so yeah, he's got all these kids. And uh, apparently Cosmo's back. <laughs> uh, some fucking hell. I, I watched that and I was like, maybe this is going to be like the lull in Yakuza games. And then I saw Cosmo shoot Daigo. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? I need to finish this today. <laughs> and, then, and then you get into what is probably the most mundane Yakuza has ever been. Yeah, but now I don't care about Cosmo because <laughs> I just want to help the kids. Dude, you're literally sitting there like... Whoa, the cosmoplot, and then you're taking care of these kids. And like this, my the one that got me was it's like the little kid who's being bullied at school. I was like, who the fuck is bullying my children? Kiryu I'm, goes to a golf club to hopefully meet a city council member. And then, meets the city council member, plays a <coughs> plays a couple rounds of golf with the man. And then the city council member is so impressed with Kiryu that he comes to the orphanage, and then his longtime golf partner. Who is the teacher and parent? He's letting the bully thing happen. Yeah, because he's also his dad. Yeah, he comes to the orphanage because he's like, one of your kids hit my kid, but really he was really just like fighting back. And then um, the the governor or city council member is there, and he's like, "How dare you speak to Kiryu like that? You could learn a thing or two from him. He's a saint among men." I fucking love it, dude. Like. Yakuza 3 just starts in such a great point for Kiryu and then yeah. like and then I love the fighting of like oh you're not getting this orphanage motherfucker I don't care what land deed you got you're not getting it and I love Rikia and those guys Rikia is such a good addition to the series and I love his back tattoo the snake and the story about it where like the it's tattoo not, artist dies he's like I can't have it finished or it's never gonna be finished and Kiryu's yeah, I love Kiryu like Riki's like it's about the tattoo artist and the art and, Kiryu, and Kiryu's like just get it fucking finished pussy <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, he's like who gives a shit as long as the art's good what does it mean to you dog and I'm like hell yeah Kiryu, Kiryu being based as fuck as usual <laughs> yep but it's it's been such an incredible game. So well after I fixed it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for for those not in the know, Yakuza Three is definitely the game that needs a remake the most because of its awful battle system. Yes. And arguably very bad character models. Like holy shit. Some yeah. Of these look rough. Some of the character models look awful. Like seeing Yuya in that first little bit, I was like, ugh. <laughs> but um, that was the one where you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. You're like, like ugh. what happened to my boy? What did they do to him? But the, I figured it out. The reason that the battle system sucks so bad is because the AI is somehow tied to the frame rate where it reacts way better the higher the frame rate is. So it constantly blocks at the preset 60 FPS. So if you lock it at 30, it plays like an actual game. This, that, when BJ told me that, that baffled my mind. So like, I'm gonna have to go see if I can fix that on my Xbox. Cause he did it on Steam. 
So I guess. But I did it through the in-game settings. So, so may, it, maybe it's a possibility for me. And you, it's the remaster version too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's the one that came in the, the collection. Collection. Yeah. I hope I can, cause like three is, fuck. Like even just the fucking Majima fight on top of the Millennium Tower, I was like, can you just like for two seconds not block? Yeah. Holy fuck! I was I was really feeling that moment, and then he just kept blocking and blocking and blocking, and I was like, I'm not feeling it so much anymore. The the first Rikia fight was yeah. almost the worst. Thankfully, there was like a shit ton of chairs around, so I just kept picking them up and beating his ass in. The the fucked up thing about that one is, it's like you know Kiryu is such a better fighter than Rikia, you know, from all the shit that he's been through. He should just be able to kick Rikia's ass. But because the gameplay is like, nah. Ego block it all. Yeah, it's like, no, we're at 60 frames a second. You won't be able to hit him. I hope I can change that frame rate on my end, because like, if I can, oh, fuck. I'll, I will breeze through that game. But it definitely needs a Kiwami 3. Yeah, but that's... Honestly, I, I know it would take forever, but I think what they should do is do a full Kiwami remaster trilogy. So now you can have every game playable. I mean, there's not many... As far as I know, there's not many other locations that they need to remake. That's the thing. The only one, I think, I think the only one would be, I mean, 3 would be the worst one because of Okinawa. Yeah. I mean, most of the game takes place there. And which, I mean, I guess that's the problem. So does 4. 4 takes place there too. But after they remake it for 3, they can yeah. just pick it up and drop it in. Which they've been doing. That's one thing that I, 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 in most other game series, I think people would be like, oh, this is lazy. But in Yakuza, it's like, we kind of know this is where the story takes place. Yeah. So we're not like, you motherfucker. Sorry, I farted. <laughs> that one sounded wet. Well, like, it's just because my fat ass cheeks <laughs> press together and it makes a bubble. But, uh, <clears throat> the, like, seeing, seeing a Kamarocho in Judgment, the whole time I'm not sitting here going like, oh, it's Kamarocho again. I'm like... Ooh, they've changed some things. Here's a new store here. Or here's the, like every time you're like, what's new? Yeah, it's like an actual town that grows and evolves over time. I've seen people talk when they talk about Yakuza, they say that Kamarocho is its own character as well. Yeah. And you kind of see that with how dirty the city is in some of the games. And like over time, you start to see it a little cleaner, a little nicer, but then there's the dirtier parts. Because like playing it in Like a Dragon is really cool because your characters are homeless so you see the shittier parts a lot Yeah. but then you go to these like nice ass buildings and like like any Yakuza building like the, the rug is fucking like this nice red whatever the walls are these nice mahogany wood shit you're like okay cool speaking of the homeless that's a big thing for like the first three games like there's the Purgatory Park and then in the next game it's like they start spilling outside the park because there's more homeless that have like gravitated yep. towards there and then in Kiwami 2, they're like, this is, we can't fucking do this anymore. We're just going to build a neighborhood over top of it. Yeah. I, I love that, like, little mini story of who's getting the deed. And it's like, Majima, <laughs> clearly. We're going to kill you until we have it. Yeah. That that minigame was all right. Like, it def, to me, I think it, it it went too far out of the Yakuza realm, I think. I'd be as fun as I, I thought it would be. I would have been fine with it if it had been just a little bit more deep. Because it, yeah. it felt like very similar every once time you, you played got it. it. Like once you got it, you got it. Like there was nothing yeah. else to really dig your teeth into. You're just like, all right, well, uh, this is where I'm setting my best per people. This is where I'm doing support stuff. And you're like, all right, I win. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel <clears throat> the like the real estate was easy because it was just ingrained in Yakuza's gameplay. Because you're constantly getting money, constantly getting whatever. So you're like, cool, I can do that. And the cabaret club 
<clears throat> was just different enough that's like, all right, it's literally like one screen. I don't have to fucking worry about anything. Yeah. And all you're really doing is like looking at, like, honestly, I'm gonna say this. That'd be a great phone game, a Cabaret Club mini game for the phone. Definitely. <clears throat> Sega's got two gold mines, Cabaret Club and the Chow Garden, and they need to do them. They should put, they should put out an app called uh, Chow Cabaret. Just the Cabaret mini game with, with Sonic characters. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of Sonic, or unless you have more to talk about Yakuza Three. Uh, I I just want to say, like. It's it's really fucking good. The story so far is amazing. I, I don't I'm, think there's a miss story-wise yet in the series. Yeah, I, I like, totally agree. I've gotten to chapter, like, five, I think. And Kiryu's like... Have you met the American yet? No. So you saw him in a cutscene with... He was the guy with Cosma. Uh, yes. Just the blonde guy with the glasses. Mm-hmm. This man just speaks fluent English when he speaks. It is so fucking funny. Nice. Uh, but uh, he's great. I I would... Honestly, I would say the weakest story is one. But because if you play it after Zero, it's still so memorable because you have all of Zero's like context with Yakuza Kwame. Yeah, I, I can't imagine anyone starting with not Zero now. Yeah, well, it's the thing where, like, t- like any anytime that, like, ever when I worked at GameStop, someone asked me what a good Yakuza starting point was. And this was, uh, this was before, like, a dragon had come out. And so I'm just like, zero, judgment, or just one. Like, yeah. that's what, and, and realistically, it's zero. You start there, at, at play through, I would say at least play through the, like, two up to two Kiwami. And then from there, you have the choice of play judgment play the Yakuza series or just skip to like a dragon. Yeah. Because <clears throat> like 3 is great but it's a game that like I don't think I could recommend to people in nowadays. Like obviously with the you know apparently frame rate fix that might be the way but that might if that's a PC only thing that, that hinders it a bit. I also found a um, a mod online because before I figured that out I was like there has to be a mod that fixes this. And uh, I found one that just gives Kiryu the Dragon Engine moveset. Ooh! And uh, they put up a video of the Rikia fight, and Kiryu was, like, fucking running and kicking his ass all over the place. He got a chance to block, like, twice in 60 FPS. Because the Dragon Engine is busted. Yeah. Like, I love... I, that was one of my favorite things about Kiwami. Like, in, in the way that they... It's really interesting, so... Usually in games like this, where you have like all your stats and boosting your character, the way they reset them later is always annoying because you're like, ah, come on. But Yakuza does it really well, <clears throat> where you play Yakuza Zero. And it's a money, it's this money style EXP system, and it's like cool. Then you play Yakuza One, and they start you off with your full kit of Dragon Engine and all the other ones, and then. He goes to jail for 10 years and presumably doesn't fight. Yeah. He has one fight and then everybody in prison is like, stay the fuck away from that guy. And then uh, then you get the... Uh, you, you, he comes out the slammer and he's like, damn, I suck. Yeah. And then going to Kiwami 2, it's a new engine, new gameplay style, so it doesn't feel like you're... you're it's like now you're learning it as well as Kiryu. So I, I, I don't know. It, feel, it feels more easier and then you just get to three and it's like i feel like i should be stronger than this yeah but i think that's because of the uh it doesn't have a remake (laughs) yeah i i that one needs a remake more than anything 
Yeah, I think if they if they remade that one, the series would be complete up to the point that they. Because I, I think four and five five is pretty much just like zero. Like it, it, they're pretty similar in terms of quality because zero in Japan was a PS3 game. Yeah. For us, it was PS4, and um, so it, it's literally just five and zero, or just like back to back for that. But uh, I watched a um, a Yakuza tier list. And they put like four and five pretty close to the top. Yeah, and it, it strictly has to do with one of the characters, I think, being so entwined in like Tojo Clan shit. Mm-hmm. You've already seen a bit of that storyline. And so when four hits, you're like, oh shit. Because there's a, yeah, so I, I think you're going to really dig it when you hit the four. Hell yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, five, though, five is the best for two reasons. One, the taxi driving minigame and two Haruka's idle face oh boy hell you, yeah you thought you liked rhythm games before my guy the one the one side quest that I did in Yakuza 6 was <coughs> it was a little girl that was like my favorite idol is Haruka and no one ever has her merchandise anymore and then Kiryu's like alright I'll find you some and then I stopped playing the game forever once you get back to six, it's gonna be fun. I think we gotta make a big deal about it. Like, I will, I will happily like come here, and we'll get the Yakuza glasses the whole way. I, I need to bring those over here, and then all my uh, Shin Megami Tensei collector's editions that aren't on Switch. Oh, you have more? I have the Five Royal one, the Persona Q2 one. <laughs> I forgot Persona's Shin Megami Tensei. I'll be honest with you. And then Catherine. Was it the full body? Yes. I almost bought that so many times because it just sat at GameStop. It's a nice little addition. It's I, got the little cheap plush. Yeah, that's why I, I was going to get it, but I'm just like, I don't like Catherine enough. Like, I like it now There's that there's Q Catherine's, which is the right answer. The only good ending, yeah. actually. And it Because it, like, that was my biggest thing. was I've, I've never been a fan of the whole Yandere kind of like more horror aspect of Catherine. Yeah. Just because I'm like, I, I, I get it, I guess, to some people, but like for me, anytime that shows up in anime, games, whatever, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm not a fan. And Catherine kind of went in that way in spades, because it, it's a creepy-ass game, like, when you really break it down. And then Q Catherine, though, breaks that shit. It just shows Femboy's for life, you know what I'm saying? Facts. The Femboy is the best character. It never hurts him. So. Yeah, honestly. And it's, it's honestly hilarious. I love the... I've seen the cutscenes just because, like, I was like, oh, if I'm not going to play it, I at least want to see what they added new. And the fucking, when, when, when my boy sees for the first time, he's like, wait, you're, you're a, and they never specify it. I think that's what's really cool. He never, they never say the word boy yeah. or guy or whatever. They're just like, oh, that's a thing. And you're like, okay. And then move on pretty, pretty fast. And then you just realize, yeah, being king of space is pretty fire. Yep. But yeah, Yakuza 3 has been incredible so far. I'm at the point where I don't want to go back to Tokyo to help figure out what happened. I just want to stay with the kids. Um, Rikia is like, Kiryu, I'm going to come with you to Tokyo. It'll be great. And then Kiryu's like, I can't let Rikia come with me and get entangled in all this. And then he gets caught up playing like tag for six hours with the kids. And he's like, fuck, I was supposed to leave today. <laughs> I'm like, yes, keep doing this. The, the relationship between Kiryu and Rikia is probably the closest we ever get to the possibility of gay like 
Yakuza is kind of the same gay that JoJo is, where it's like, look at all these manly fucking dudes. Man, just look at these manly dudes, and like, you keep playing, you're like, this feels a bit too intimate sometimes. Yeah. Like, in the fight scenes, you're like, why are you hugging him like that? Why are you grabbing onto another man like that? Yeah. But, but like, JoJo goes further, where it's like, every, like, Giorno, every time Giorno's stand is with him, it looks like they're about to fuck. And you're just like, is this, is, is that incest? Is that, is that masturbation? What is that? Self-cyst. Yeah. But, like, Yakuza, Yakuza is the thing where it's like, it's the big gay, but, like, for manly trucker dudes, I think. Yeah. Like, JoJo's the big gay for... Twinks. Yeah. And then <laughs> Yakuza's the big gay for, like, muscle men. Makes sense. But no, Rikia is great. I actually really love Rikia, and uh, I think I think you're gonna enjoy four because you've already had a little bit of taste of that with zero. Mm-hmm. But four is here's multiple characters again. Yeah, and so it's not just Kiryu. It's not just a Majima. It's like here's Kiryu and a detective and Akiyama, which is like I think it's his name. I always forget his name, but he's like one of the fan favorite characters. This motherfucker is great. Is he the one that ends up, like, homeless in Yakuza 6? Uh, I believe so. He's the one in the red suit. Yep, that's yeah. him. But, uh... <clears throat> yeah, I'm super excited to continue with it. I love the series still. And, uh, the only other thing that I've really been playing is Sekiro, not very far. And then I just started, like, two days ago, Neon White. Hell yeah. And it's fucking amazing. I've gathered every gift at every level. I've gotten ace medals on everything in the first three worlds and gold on everything else. I fucking love this game, and I hope that there's a sequel at some point. This, I mean, that game came out of nowhere, it felt like, because it was just like, here's this little trailer on an indie world, and we're like, cool. And then the game comes out, and everybody who's playing is going, yo, this shit's dope. Yeah, it's, it's like scratching all the itches that I have. Like the whole, like, try to be as fast as you can while shooting these guns. All the abilities feel amazing. I just got to the point last night where they give you the rocket launcher card. And I'm like, holy shit, I can do everything with this. Hell yeah. Neon White. Neon White's art is also really good. The character designs are peak. Yeah, facts. I would... Like, the level design aesthetic is very, like... 2K aesthetic. Like, that PS2-looking, like ethereal near I don't know how to explain it you've seen these posts on TikTok that are like screenshots from old Dreamcast games yeah that's what this reminds me of and the music is really incredible so I just wanted to mention that it's been really great what have you been up to uh well played some more Pokemon was not able to get the Charizard in the Terror Raid event so I'm a little upset about that but I've been surprise trading and I've already got three level one bred Charmanders so I'll get a Charizard if I want nice um I've just mainly been playing I, I'm probably gonna do a Nuzlocke of Brilliant Diamond or whatever one I have of the Sinnoh remakes just cause some of the mods for those games go fucking crazy I I wanna I wanna get us another Switch to mod stuff like actually fuck around with it but the thing is my my goal would be oh just get a switch light it's small can you know can really fuck with it and it's portable and then i'm like yeah but that oled screen though yeah. like it it fucked me like i don't think i cannot have an oled screen on my switch anymore because that shit looks fire it is a really great screen but um it's really good like sky and violet's weird because like it's like the cyberpunk shit where i can't recommend it to anybody but like anyone who does get it everybody has like a good time 
And it's like, it's because the raid events are... Because the one thing... So, Sword and Shield added raids, but you, you didn't have a guaranteed catch if you beat it. Yeah. You still had the, well, it's got to, you know, roll three times and catch. Thankfully, in this game, it's like, not. Nah, if you beat it, you catch it. You just get a guaranteed catch. That's and good. it looks really cool because you can use any Pokeball you want. Like, any of them. So, every Terror Raid event that I do, I'm like, put that bitch in a Premier Ball. Yep. And so I'm I'm building a team of nothing but raid Pokemon that like I think look fire and have really good like Terra type combinations. Nice. Like I have a I have a, a Garchomp that is a water type uh, Terra, so that way okay okay and then I it pretty much takes away every bit of the dragon weakness and ground weakness that it could have. And I'm like sick. Nice. So I have that, I have I want to do the Cinderace uh, one because it's a fighting type, so they found another way to make a fire fighting. Um, but I want to do that one just because, I don't know, that seems fun. Yeah. Plus, you know, Messi just won the World Cup, so shout out to that guy. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I mainly just been kind of dicking around in Pokemon. I'm, I have one more legendary to catch, and I'll have all the legendaries in the game. Uh, and then just wait for DLC and whenever they drop a legendary Terror Raid, probably. And then I'll go do that. But other than that, I mean, I hope they add... I want to see, because the Sword and Shield DLC had, like, the Galarian versions of the Legendary Birds. Yeah. So I want to see some shit like that. Like, give me Legendary versions of some of these. Because, like, I'm not asking for, like, Rayquaza, because I know Rayquaza has to be, like, oh, but that's that guy. Yeah, there's, He's over there. there's one Rayquaza, and he only wakes up when his kids are fighting. Yeah. Even though there's a shiny Rayquaza in the anime. However, if they wanted to do a Deoxys... See, that works, because he, Deoxys can have multiple, like, family out in space. Exactly. So if and you want... He already has multiple forms in one body, so just make a really old Deoxys and a really futuristic Deoxys. That, that thing, by the way, like... So I never got to play the Deoxys event as a kid. It was just, I saw it on YouTube, and I'm like, man, that would have been cool. Playing Omega Ruby and getting to the end of the Delta episode and having the little triangle do the thing and having an option of, like, here, just catch Deoxys. I'm like, fuck yeah. This is so sick. That is the best Pokemon game on the 3DS, in my opinion, because of that Delta episode. There was also the only one where, like, feasibly going and catching all the legendaries was, like, felt fun. Because you'd be flying, and, like, it's, like, Thursday, and you see a gold ring in the sky, like, oh, go. And so you go to see if you can, like, catch whatever the fuck it was, and, like, I don't know. I think it was, I think Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon had that too, where because of the Ultra Space shit, you could go into caves and find Garatina and Deoxys and everybody else. Yeah. I I love Sun and Moon. Like, I, Omega Rubies are probably the best one, arguably the most fun one, but I think Sun and Moon just because I like the story. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I just like Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire so much because like it's mega evolving, that's my favorite mechanic they've ever done. And then they just add so much to the story and gameplay that it's just perfect to me. Bro, the character designs also were on point. Because, like, OG, like, was it Maxi and uh, the Aqua guy? Yeah. Are terrible. Like, they look awful. And then the new, the new version, like, yeah, that works. Yeah, they just look like regular people in their organizations. <laughs> now, like, Maxi and Archie, that's his name. They actually, like, look like the part of the guy in charge. Yep. Let's be real. I have a really dope Archie card. Oh, really? It's like a full art with his like chest blasted with the scar. Hell yeah, it's dope. I uh, I really once you get the 3ds done, like when all that stuff goes, I'm gonna probably run through Sun and Moon again, just because I've been itching to play the Alola games. Yeah, 
But uh, other as soon as I get the SD card, I'll be able to do that. I think my uh, my cartridge is coming tomorrow, so nice. That'll be I, fun. I just ordered the SD card like the day before yesterday, so it should be coming here pretty soon. Sweet. So yeah, I'll let you know about that when it comes up. Um, one more thing, Fortnite, uh, my hero event. I spent way too much money about everything. How much did you spend? Because I need to know. I don't even remember. Okay. It I, was as much as like the Dragon Ball one. Okay, that's not bad. But um, I might I, not. I might not be able to get it because I just paid off a credit card and stuff. So I'm like, <sighs> yeah. I'm in that stage. I'm like, do I? Luckily, I don't know what happened, but I got paid way more than I expected to this week. So I was like, I can afford all of them, my heroes. Yeah. I'm, and then me and Matt played two games when I came over here the night before he left. And uh, I killed two duos with the Detroit Smash. So how does that work? Is it like an item in game, or is it strictly for? It's one of those like mythic things. Like there are uh, supply drops that have all my balloons on them, and they fall down. And then when you get close to them, they go ha ha ha. And then you open them up, and then it'll give you uh, the mythic, and then maybe some like shield and stuff. But um, it looks like the little rainbow things swirling around your hand. Hell yeah. And then, um, when you do it, doesn't it show like the different, like, yeah, things like the, coming in? Like when the, uh, when he punches the Nomu and the USJ. But, um, you jump up, you yell smash, and then you punch forward, and you can hit enemies, obviously, because it's a punch. Man. But also, if you're pretty far away, the shock wave will Hell kill him, yeah, too. Dude. And, uh, me and Matt were in, like, there was nine people left in this one duos fight. I had the balloon thing. He was All Might. I was Deku. <laughs> and uh, I had that mythic. And then we had a bead on this team that was like down in the valley, like over some water. <clears throat> and they found an iceberg to hide on that was like tilted up so they could like hide from us. And then my balloons got to three. So I just lifted up above them all the way to the top of the map, dropped all the balloons. And then as I was falling, they came into view on my switch. And then I smashed, and they didn't know where I was, so they just fucking died right there. And I fell onto the iceberg, and Matt was like, what was that? Was that you? Holy shit. It was great. Oh, that, dude, I need to get back in. I need to play some more Fortnite. It's just fucking work, dude. Work, and I've been no life in Crisis Core. Yeah, I, I really need to pick that one up. I, I, I wasn't able to get the Steelbook, so that's, that's the only downside, but the game oh man like i i i knew the second i booted it up one i'm not gonna be able to think about this critically and two all it took was little piano opening and I, my, my brain just went game of the year because the it's year. it's just the same but way better yeah like it still has like you're still at the end of the day you're still playing a psp game yeah but it feels better to play in terms of the action combat um but also the uh so the level system isn't random in this one anymore. Thank God. But you can't level up still normal. It still has to be the seven seven seven. But it's if you get a certain amount of like SP or whatever, it'll just lock on to well, it. Well, it'll it'll say, all right, you're guaranteed to get it, like in the next few or whatever. You, you and you can't count it. Like you can't see exact. You don't know when this actually happens. So it still feels <sighs> random. But I have been leveling up at a pretty decent pace. That's uh, and then I did a bunch of side missions and then got overleveled to where I was fighting uh, in the first town, like where Baham- Bahamut is your boss fight. Mm. I just trounced every enemy. A summon who called it out. 
My favorite is is still to this day. Genesis is spouting off poetry and Zack's like, Shut up! <laughs> Shut up, I'm warning you! Shut up! Shut the fuck up! It's, it's literally like, in that moment, Zack and the player are on one where he's like, Shut the fuck up, you stupid twink. Yeah. But, fuck, dude. Like, I, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now. This is slight spoilers for... When when we do our side quest end of the year shit, uh, this is my game of the year. Damn, I'm gonna be honest with you. It, it no game this year, like even Elden Ring, Pokemon, Sonic, whatever, has like just fundamentally made me cry, laugh, and like just out the. This is the most joy I've felt in in a while, and it's just because I'm like I know this game. This is my favorite game, and now it doesn't look. Like, it, one, it's not on the PSP anymore. Yep. I can just play this on modern consoles. And if I want to play it portably, I can either get a Steam Deck or do it on Switch. Yeah. So, like, I, I have options. And I'm like, this game is fucking awesome. You sent me a Snapchat of just the disc in the console or whatever on the home screen of the PlayStation. And I was like, oh, my God, it's just like on the PSP. It Jesus. plays a little piano riff with God. the art in the back. I Dude. Was like, Damn, that and takes me back. It It's cool. So... It's great because like the only the only time the game like I guess is has this jarring thing is because they didn't they didn't effectively like the pre-rendered CG cutscenes from the PSP one. They pretty much just upscaled them and then changed the Buster Sword look. I mean that's all they needed to yeah. do. But it's it's the only thing that's weirdly different because you remember playing remake and they had those pre-rendered CG cutscenes mm-hmm. and uh, hey there's Kevin and uh, they had the. Uh, this, like what is it? The hair, like Hold physics. Look put, can you put a stamp in the thing? Uh, yeah. I thought you were supposed to get here last night. Oh no! Well, welcome back. Testing, testing. Yeah, we're good. Ready? Yes. Alright, we're back. We took a quick five minute break to cook some wings for half an hour, eat the wings, say hey to Kevin, jump off his car, and now we're back. Alright. Five minutes only. Yeah, only five minutes. So, uh, Sonic Prime. Yes, on Netflix, as the name would not suggest. So, first Sonic show since Boom. Yeah. And while Boom is great for the more goofy center shit, this, I love this show because it felt like the comics, bruh. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I Watching the first episode, I could tell it was different as far as Sonic animation went. And Oh, the animation is fucking brilliant. Yeah. I love how everything looks. But just considering the things that came before, I think it holds up to, like, Sonic X in my mind. I know a lot of people don't like Sonic X, but it's still one of the peaks for me. To me, Sonic X was good because it did the Adventure storyline, Adventure 2 storyline pretty well. The Again, the only downside... And the fight with Knuckles. <laughs> yeah. 
The problem is that they is Chris. The human character of Sonic X is the biggest problem with Sonic X. I totally agree. But Prime thankfully doesn't have that. We just have so many different versions of Eggman. Which Sonic X is not canon now because Sonic X is canon to Sonic Chronicles the Dark Brotherhood. So, you know, throw out the whole baby with the bathwater on that one. But Prime, fucking amazing. Like, when it started, it was like, we all live in Green Hill Zone. And I was like, god damn it. God damn it. Here we go. It's going to be one of these kitty bullshit shows. And then it's like, Sonic breaks the universe. He fucking kills all his friends inadvertently. The only person that's left is Shadow because he's built different. Yeah, I, I think the reason my theory is is because he used chaos control. Yeah, like right at the moment the wave passed over him. So he he is he's the only who lives because he literally probably wasn't there when the blast happens and he appeared again in space. Yeah, I love how they're writing Shadow. Me he, too. He's not the edge lord like. Dickhead. I honestly think Shadow is the best written character in the show. Which with only- him and Dread Pirate Knuckles <laughs> and uh, Green Ivy Amy. Those are really honestly some really good episodes. I really liked the 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 kind of tender moment between the old crew and Amy of like. Like they were like, I, we didn't see it that way, and she's like, well, I saw that. And it's like a really touching moment. Yeah, actually. that was a really good little arc. And then I love uh, Mangy flying for the first time. I was like, yes. Yeah, I really liked Nine a whole lot. Oh, his character was great. And apparently, he's part of a, a throwback to the comics. There's a, a, a weird comic arc where Tails is like mechanical Tails as well, and so they threw that in there to be like, aha, see. I remember seeing him for the first time where he like <clears throat> does the the Tails. The mechanical ones at least and i was like oh great it's live which i make that stupid fucking joke every time i see someone that even remotely resembles dr octopus and nobody ever gets it i i love that the small thing where only, only my friends call me live or whatever and then the second aunt may is there she's like live yeah i was like yes lore backstory make the characters believable can't wait to see that movie by the way dude that trailer you see, uh, you seen the memes for it, where it's like Miles when he sees a triangle and a square above his head, just for all of the the takedown animations that you can do in the PS uh, Five or PS Four game, because oh. he's in it. His his Spider Man suit was walking around in the Spider Verse. Holy shit! And so my yeah, that that's been my favorite is, is Miles when he sees the letters and you just see just PS Four Spider Man coming in, just ready to kick his ass in. And that's kind of what I was expecting from Sonic Prime was. Here's all the versions of Sonic that you know. I think it's what we all kind of expected, but I'm, I'm very much glad with how it worked. However, it is kind of in line with the Archie comics in a way, because very early on there is a Sonic multiverse, and there's a pirate Sonic, there's a caveman Sonic, so it kind of, you know, it's kind of a callback. I love, I love how we're at a point with this, uh, where Sonic and Shadow are the only two characters from the previous timeline. And next season seems like it's going to be them focused, and I'm all for it. I love how the the episodes ended too, and like always, always this really cool establishing like action shot. That was always cool. This is the perfect time to bring back Zonic. Uh, Zonic is like he works for the commission of the Archie universe. So every time time gets fucked up, they send in this multiversal Sonic wearing this like badass armor to fix shit. 
So bring him in. Be like, who the fuck broke time? Watch them uh, do a thing where Shadow and Sonic have to go through their greatest hits. So we see just like the Bio Lizard, Chaos, Black Doom, like all this shit. And you're like, whoa. That's what I want. Make that season three. Like they've got to progress time to get back to where they were. We got to run faster, Sonic. They're just running through their adventures. You got to run faster, Barry. <laughs> Shadow, Shadow comes in. It was me, Sonic. <laughs> Jerked you off at super high speed, so you nutted on Amy's leg. <laughs> that I love how that like that it, while it's not canon, is just perceived as canon to the Reverse Flash because it's so it's like, in character. That's him. That's what he, he hates, would do. He hates Barry so much that he would jerk Barry off, so so he would embarrass Barry to ejaculate sooner with a girlfriend. Yep, like that. That alone is just the levels of petty that he will he would do, and I love it so much that it's just like yeah, that's in character. Might not be canon, but it feels like canon. It does indeed. But yeah, the show. Oh fuck, sorry. Wings and carbonation. Yeah. Not a good mix. But yeah, it's it's incredible so far. I never thought that I would get to see Sonic animation be this good again. Jesus Christ. We're a gassy bunch today. This is why I was I only had like a few wings on my cowboy. Because I had I had like a a buffalo style mac and cheese thing last night. Oh. And so we have buffalo wings. You're gonna shit your pants on yeah. the way home. Oh yeah, like I'm gonna be on the way home just like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm like gonna call you and be like, Luke, you good? I'm like, no, no, dude, I can't I can't pull over. There's traffic. I'm like, oh god, what am I gonna do? gonna have to like open your door while the cars are stopped and like shit out the side ass of your out car the air projectile shit your foot on the brake so you can inch forward when traffic moves sorry to paint that picture everybody but hey i uh, think they like it probably sonic prime though is yeah it's the i think it's the best we've had in in forever we were just talking about how good rouge's voice actress is i think she should be the mainstay in the games from now on because the voice they have currently is, like, too sexual. Yeah, it's like, oh, Sonic. Yeah. You need to find a chaos emerald and show it on my pussy. <laughs> it's like borderline. You're, you're like, are you, are you seducing me? Like, what's going on? Yeah. This Rouge just seems like, yeah, no, she's badass. Got the sex appeal, but also just, like, the functioning just person. A person. Yeah. yeah. The, uh... Tails voice actor or actress or whoever did really well. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Amy did really good. Uh... Knuckles is also Knuckles really is perfect. good. I, I love Knuckles' voice actor. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of the reason why I like Dread Pirate Knuckles so much. See, he was able to do Knuckles and a fucking like like insane pirate Knuckles. <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love. That's a that's like peak character design too, with like the messed up dreadlocks. Oh yeah. All the character designs for all of these versions have been really good. Definitely. What do you the, think um, about the Eggman Squad? I could take it or leave it. Like, stop giving me the fucking millennial Eggman, though. I want to see old man Eggman. I want to see old man Eggman, and then also the baby one is annoying. Yeah, I don't like the baby. They I need to hurry up and, like, squish him. The the fucker playing video games is dumb. The nerd with the with the soul patch and katana I thought was fun, but also kind of stupid. But They overuse him. That's, yeah. That's the thing. I just, like, give me regular Eggman doing some stuff sometimes. He's got that cool mech. I love that he has a toupee now. Yeah. That's funnier to me. And I just, I really want to see more old man Eggman. I feel like he's the dead ringer for this group, and they're just not doing anything with him yet. 
He's the final boss. You find out he's actually the real Eggman. That would be so good. I would love that so much. It's like it's no, it's like the Resident Evil Seven shit where you find out the old woman and the girl are the same person. You're like, whoa, fuck, and you find out that's actually Eggman. God, that would make me all, so happy. All the all the Eggmans like melt and form back into regular Eggman. He's like, haha, I split my soul. <laughs> Pulls out Virgil's katana and it's like, see, <laughs> Eggman with a katana playing fucking uh, bury the light, bury the light. <laughs> Just him standing on top. It's like waves crashing. He's he's shirtless with the stomach out. And he's just burying. Nah, it's like Sonic and Rouge and Knuckles are like in Eggman HQ. The glass ceiling shatters. And as it falls, the six Eggmans conform into one with a katana. He turns around. It's just the Alpha and the Omega. (laughs) Dr. Ivo Robotnik. Jesus Christ. So hire us, Sega. We can make some badass shit for you. Yeah. I think Capcom needs us more than anything. I need to give them some Mega Man ideas because they're. I just need them to do another Don't Make Cry game, please. Speaking of which, uh, happy 35th anniversary to Mega Man. Capcom didn't say anything about it, but we will. <laughs> yeah, for real. I, I, although apparently they they've recently trademarked 12. Uh, I think it's Mega Man 12 through 15. We'll see. We have those trademarks, so there's at least something possibly going on. But that that's kind of the thing that I have a problem with right now with Mega Man, is they're just doing... Well, I mean, they haven't just been doing anything. They did Mega Man 11, and then they were like, all right, nothing else ever again. You can have collections of Game Boy games, but that's it. I do like that we're getting the, uh, the Battle Network collection. That's actually... I'm hype. very excited for that. Uh, I really want to see a new X game. I'd like bring X back and put it in the limelight again because everybody loves X. Um, He's the edgier version. Yeah, they can't really do much with ZX or Z or whatever because that storyline is pretty concise and it kind of ends. But there's a lot they could do there. Mega Man Legends 3, we're still waiting on that. Well, that was apparently supposed to be on the 3DS, right? It was, and there's a demo that you can... Well, kind of get if you buy someone's 3DS and, you know, hope that you don't waste the 30 tries if they're not already gone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we we desperately need that game. Um, we didn't really talk about this yet in person, and you didn't reply to my texts, but the Final Fantasy edition oh, on the Square Enix website. So I saw that, and I, I swear to God I replied, but I guess I didn't. Like, I typed it in and just didn't hit send. But I was like, I don't give a fuck about this collector's edition. It looks like it's too much for what they're trying to ask for. The collector's edition is absolute trash. It's like six acrylic standees of Final Fantasy 1 sprites. Character sprites, mind you. The smallest ones in the game. And then two vinyls for, I guess, music from all six of the games. But the problem is Square Enix makes the worst vinyls known to man. I don't know if it's their pressing process or if it's the fact that they keep adding these dumbass decals to all the records. But, like, when you put them in your player, they sound muted. And then there's, like, this weird static that plays like it's coming out of a sonograph or some shit. And it's just, it's really not worth it. It's $260 yep. for that collector's edition. The, the collector's edition for 16 also doesn't seem worth it. It has a statue of Steelbook, and, like, that's about it. Have it's... you seen the Crisis Core collector's edition? No, and I really don't want to because I don't want to buy it. It has a Play Arts Kai Zach included. Fuck you. <laughs> and a Steelbook. S- I... So I'm going to try to get a hold of that. <laughs> 
we'll see what my Christmas money situation looks like and we'll go from there. Yeah, I'm, I'm in that boat right now. Like, I haven't been buying anything on Steam outside of Neon White because it went on sale. Because I'm like, I know I'm going to get Steam gift cards for Christmas. I told everybody about this. So when that happens, I think I'm going to pre-order Ishin and then go from there. Ishin is probably the next, and Hogwarts Legacy are probably the next two games I'm like hyped for. Yeah, I think Ishin actually comes out like 12 days before Hogwarts Legacy, so I'm going to do that and then Hogwarts afterwards. Like, yeah, I think, yeah, I think Ishin, Ishin is probably going to be like the most hype. Hogwarts Legacy is kind of like, especially now, did you see the newer trailer where you can like ride a mod, like your griffin or whatever, wherever. Yeah, and um, it's like Red Dead Redemption 2 levels of like realism it looks like the uh what's it called the digital deluxe or whatever you pre-order that and they give you a thestral as your mount and then you get like a dark arts set of wands and i think like battlegrounds the fact that they're fully going in on this and just letting you be a wizard terrorist yeah like that's what gets me is that like i figured they were gonna play it super safe because of rallying and just be like oh you're not you can't be mean at all but they're going on going no if you want to be a dick and kill wizards with full prejudice go ahead yeah i'm like hey ballsy move i approve i i'm definitely pre-ordering that digital deluxe just for the thestral i love the idea of the thestrals and i'll probably use it for the whole game are are you gonna obviously depending on how it works are you gonna do multiple playthroughs to, to get the most out of being a complete giga chad versus maybe wizard terrorist because i want to see the differences between the houses and everything so we'll see, but I think I'm probably going to start with either Hufflepuff or Gryffindor. I'm starting with Slytherin. I gotta. But I, I want to start it as, like, the, the good Slytherin. Like Slytherin has the best common room entrance. Have you seen it? The fucking snake thing? Yeah, yeah. it just slithers down the hallway Dude, and then creates a door. It's fucking cool. It's dope as hell. I've never been more happy to, like, actually have gotten Slytherin on, my like, Hogwarts, Hufflepuff, whatever the website is. It actually got it, and I was like, hell yeah. Because, bro, Slytherin has the coolest aesthetic. Just every one of the people who is in that house is assholes. Yeah. And I love how they talk about that. They're like, oh, you know, in Harry Potter, it's about, you know, how, you know, good you are. Or it's, it's not about where you're placed in the house. It's all about, and then, but not Slytherin. If you're in Slytherin, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, the, they just, I need more information on the sorting hat, but also I don't because the lady that writes it is going to fuck it up. Well, see, that's the thing. I've, I've said this. So my thing with Harry Potter, right, is Harry Potter's kind of the same boat as Pokemon, right? Where they are quite literally too big to fail. Yeah. Like, Janichi Masuda could come out as a fucking war terrorist, and Pokemon's still going to sell millions of copies the next time it comes out. True. He, like, someone, the guy who, who designs Pokemon could come out as a massive pedophile. Sorry, I said that word again. I gotta edit that out. Uh, he could come out as, like, full-on sex criminal and people are gonna go oh my gosh that's terrible what version exclusive am i getting though yeah like in harry potter is the same way where no one no one likes jk rowling and it sucks because everybody's focusing on the transphobia which is true and you should you know there but she does a lot of good with her money like she's not donating to transphobic associations as far as i'm aware a lot of the money that she's putting towards like mental health and helping women like with sexual assault stuff and everything else like there's a lot of stuff that she's she is putting her money towards that's good she just has really shitty opinions 
Yeah, I just don't fuck with her. I fuck with everybody else that was involved. I, yeah, I like it's the, it sucks too because like on one hand, Rowling is probably not gonna get like she's gonna get paid for sure, and but she's I, never gonna let go of her iron grip on the franchise. Again, just like dude, I it sucks because like I'm sure Avalanche every time she opens her mouth, they're like fuck, shut up, we got it. Yeah. And it sucks, dude. They just hold up the books every time, and they're like, we have what we need from you. Please go away. I'm hoping Warner Brothers just drops a fat stack, I and mean, she accepts it. At least someday she will die, and then Warner Brothers will have it completely. This is th- we'll watch there be some kind of a clause in there where like it goes with her Fuck somehow. That. Harry Potter dies when I die. The, a- the second she has a fucking, like thing connected to her, her heartbeat and when it stops the Harry, Harry, po- Harry, Potter. No, Harry Potter as it stands is erased from existence like the only ones who have it now are the people who own physical copies the books would shoot up in price oh yeah no it like, gets like deleted from audible that's what I'm saying like it's not on audible iTunes all the websites get deleted removed from HBO any and then any like all fan fiction related to it, everything, any, anything that online that has Harry Potter. That would be bad because then my immortal would be extinct. <laughs> that's a piece of internet history there. Yeah, that's one of the greatest things to ever grace our generation. It is the most try-hard, edgy shit I've ever like actually tried to read. Arguably, just as influential as the work it's based on. That is true. Yeah, fan fiction wouldn't be the same without it. Facts. But yeah, Hogwarts Legacy sounds good. I'm 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 definitely gonna have a playthrough like where I get drunk as hell and decide to be the worst person ever. Yeah. But like, I have to be in, like I can't be sober for that because anytime I play a video game, I'm like I'm gonna be the bad guy, and then I get to the point where I have to make the bad decision. I go I can't. Have they said anything about multiplayer in that game? Um, I don't know because I know Quidditch is not in it. Okay. Like you can't play Quidditch. So there's not gonna be any of that multiplayer. I don't know if there's gonna be co-op or anything. I mean, it just makes sense to me that you could be able to duel online, maybe. See, I'm hoping they put out, if the game does well enough, they do a Quidditch DLC and have that be multiplayer. That would be good. That would be fun, but I wouldn't know how to, like... Because Quidditch rules are stupid, so I don't know how that would work in video game form. Quidditch 2K23. (laughs) Dude, imagine, though, we get a Hogwarts sports game yearly. (laughs) That would be fucking nuts. That would be fire. We, and you get like skins like Messi gets a skin <laughs> you get Messi like all these like they just take players. the FIFA rosters and pour them in I would love to open up a, a Hogwarts uh, Quidditch Cup game and see in the store of like real world athletes as like skins and they all have like the house cup or whatever like they're like Messi's a fucking Gryffindor doing this you go to like uh, Aaron Rodgers is a Hufflepuff like you go through the whole the whole nine yards I'm just imagining, like, the card-pulling thing from 2K, and they're like, dude, I got a gold Victor Chrome. <laughs> dude, I got Oliver Wood. <laughs> Someone goes, bro, I pulled a platinum Voldemort, dude. It becomes, like, just a gotcha game. That would be... That kind of fits in. Yeah. I think that would work. Yeah, it's like the it's like the wizard cards you get from the, the Chocolate Frogs. I read online that they're doing a Genshin anime... Is yeah, that real? An, an actual anime. You know who it's also being done by, too? Who? You Photable. Wow. The Demon Slayer boys. Okay, I'll watch the shit out of that, because yeah, I'm not, not going to play the if game. If it's the story of Genshin, I'm going to watch it. It's uh, the story of the Archon War. Which is... Which is all these big, like, the big players, like Venti, the big rock dragon guy. They had a war at one point, so that's what it's focused on. So is, is this before the game's plot? Yes. So the the main one, Aether, and the, the two blonde twins won't be in it then, I guess. 
Probably, but also maybe, I don't know. Okay. I don't know Genshin's lore. I want to get into it, but the grind. Yeah. My my sister sent me a TikTok the other day that was a sticker, kind of like the ones that we have where it's holographic, and it was the Genshin logo, but it said gambling addiction in place of Genshin Impact. Please tell me you're getting Joey a pack of them. That's what she said. She was like, I want to get these for Joey and Taylor. And I was like, I trained you well. Yeah, that, that'd be a really good stocking stuffer kind of present. Yeah. That'd be phenomenal. Hey, we should get, uh, I, I should take a bunch of the, the side quest stickers. Put my brother and sister's stockings and be like, oh, how'd that get in there? What? Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm, I'm excited. She's coming home for Christmas. Hell yeah. So uh, I've got to come back and feed Lance every couple of hours. So I'm going to be like, hey, just ride with me. Take a look at my room and all that stuff. You're pretty much, you're pretty much moved in. Like you said, you got a couple more things, really. Yeah, and I mean they're not necessary at all. Like the only things that I need to bring over are, well, I need to sort through my clothes fully, but I have a full closet right now, and then um, I just need to get like a little TV tray for my computer, and even then I can just do that in here, like on my bed. It's just a comfort thing. Anything you want to get rid of, like you have like a box of stuff that's like, all right, I need to get this out of here. I am I need to make a McKay's run at some point, so we should probably do that. I, I have a lot of stuff that I'm looking to sell right now, because I'm going through my books, and I realize that I have a couple of Fables books that are included in the compendiums that I need to get rid of. Um, I've got some manga in there that I need to get rid of. I've I got, saw the, the Naruto 3-in-1s. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, I, I have those and then i have one of the bleach three in ones and then i got rid of the first three volumes because for some reason i bought bleach volume one two and three and then i bought the compendium of three or uh four five and six and i was like i'll keep the compendium and get rid of one two and three yeah i i just need to buy the last box set and i'll have them all hell so yeah i'm waiting on that that because the problem is now that one's gone up in price where it was 197 now it's 250 and i'm like God, they're just tracking which ones you have at yeah this they're point. going like oh he's got the first two all right sick so bump that one up because my thing is once it hits like because the i, I don't want to pay 200 i'm down to pay the 197 it was at although this one this one i think was already retailed roughly around 200 so did it's you not, see the dragon ball editions that i have no i'm not let me go grab one no, dude, man- manga, buying manga, especially older manga, has become a nightmare. Because, like, just trying to get the Bleach box sets was just a fucking, like, ah, oh, god dang it, I have to sit through all this stuff, I have to make sure I get, like, I have to make sure I get the right ones and whatnot. Plus, make sure they're not super expensive. Oh, yeah, these are, like, the big ones, yeah. That is the first volume of manga that i ever owned hell yeah yeah i was gonna say because it's got the og logos of viz and shonen jump they still sell those and they did it for uh dragon ball and z but i have all of the dragon ball ones and i have one of z and there's nine of those but yeah speaking of dragon ball do you see that they're making an anime out of sandland now no yeah it's animated in the same style as the uh, the most recent DBZ movie. Superhero. Okay, so superhero. Yeah, but I, I really like the Sandland manga. So. Oh, speaking of uh, being animated in a different style, have you seen all the people who've seen Trigun Stampede are saying that shit is fucking wild? No. It's been nothing but good reviews. That makes me hopeful. Because apparently the action scenes, because they're in 3D, they went all the fuck out. Like, there, like, there's points where, like, our boy Vosh is, like, 
like pretty much just like teleporting places because i guess and but he's like it's fucking like people are saying like it's blowing their minds because i saw a couple reviews on tiktok and i decided to go through like the youtube rabbit hole so i'm hoping that one's good if it comes in theaters we should go see it absolutely i would love to see that did you see the i i can't remember if i sent it to you or if it was just to brianna but it was a um i barely get on tiktok anymore so i'm gonna be honest like if you sent me that there i probably didn't see it it was just an album of pictures of an american adaptation of trigun that got pitched that was supposed to be live action and it did actually look sick as fuck it looks amazing <laughs> i feel like there there has to be some people who had like faithful adaptations for stuff in mind and it just didn't get pitched right or whatever yeah because like Dragon- the, the problem with this one is it just didn't get picked up and that's that's what i think the problem is there like you can pitch something that's going to be faithful but you know they're just going to change it anyway the big corporation that you pitch it to so i I've, I've kind of switched my perspective on that like maybe it's not the people that create these things it's the people they create them for well, like think about cowboy bebop right I'm, I'm gonna be honest it's the dialogue that ruined that show yeah because I'm, i think the style was there i agree i think they they nailed what they could because there, there is a point where you're taking you know characters from an anime that are drawn a certain way to real life pudgy people yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, ah, they're actual flesh and blood, so they're not going to be as exaggerated. Like, the thing with Spike, the way they're is drawn is long. Yeah. Like, anytime there's, like, the establishing shots, he's got the legs up on the dash. Like, he's long. And then, like, yeah, you go, you have to find then, like, to make it accurate, you got to find a tall-ass motherfucker to play him. I think they did a good enough job with who they had. Yeah. But, man, that dialogue, man. I, uh, I kind of feel that way about Ghost in the Shell. Like, the environments and the robots and everything look fucking incredible. And then it's like, oh, it's Scarlett Johansson. I didn't even have a problem with the Scarlett Johansson thing. Because my thing was like, alright, the Major is an android. So they can technically make her in any way they want her to. True. But my thing is, if you're going to do a... Alright, Scarlett Johansson is going to play a Japanese woman type beat. Then you have to pretty much make the movie multicultural. Not have her and then a shit ton of Japanese people behind her. I, I agree. I also, the fucking, um, I've kind of switched my position on Live, Die, Repeat now, because it's like, I reread the manga pretty recently, and then I'm just like, this is not Tom Cruise. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing, is that I I think they did it right, where it's like, we took the general rule of thumb. The idea. And made it different, and then, but they had the, like, the go-ahead and, like, the, like, the original creator kind of there. So I was like, we want to do this, kind of, but we want to, like... Because I think that's the thing, is you're either too faithful and people are going to nitpick it anyway, or you decide to make it your own thing, but have the passion behind it, right? I Because uh, li- Live, Die, Repeat, I think, was actually really good. I saw the uh, the Japanese poster for it. and Where it says, All You Need Is All Kill. You Need Is Kill, yeah, which is the manga title. And I think that's what made me start switching up on it. But yeah, I don't know. We just need more anime adaptations. Apparently Japan like loved that fucking movie. That's like good. Kojima, like on one of the podcasts that he has, like talked about it, and he's like, "That shit was fire." Damn. So apparently Japan loved it. The author behind the manga and the and the light novels, the original light novels, was ecstatic at the movie. He's like, "This is great." That's good. So I think to me, that's all that matters is like if you're if the creator behind it is cool with it. That to me is like that's okay. Then is a good adaptation. 
I want to see more stuff like Speed Racer. I want to see more Scott Pilgrim. Well, I want to see just something that like, because that's my thing with if you're gonna make an adaption, because that's what that's the reason we like anime is how closely it adapts to the thing. Yeah. We don't need the movies and shows to do the same thing, because then you just have three of the same story running around. What's the point? I think if you're gonna do a live action adaption, you take the essence of what makes the show good, but give it the spin that makes it. Why should I watch your live action version? What are you doing differently? But I mean, that's uh, Speed Racer and Scott Pilgrim both do that. Yeah, it's like, a great they're, effect. They're different enough to where it fits concisely in a movie, but you still feel the same soul. Mm-hmm. And I think they're perfect. I just I want to see something else done in that style, but I, I don't know what else it could be. <laughs> I want to honestly, and this is I want to see the budget. Of, of like an Avengers Endgame movie with like on like an Attack on Titan that would be incredible where all the CG Titans look stellar and creepy and you just don't hesitate with the gore because that's the thing with a lot of it is a lot I think a lot of people try to make live action anime with anime logic yeah so like you see like a human character do ex- this magical shit it's either okay it's either a CG mess or we try to physically do it, it doesn't work. And to me, you got to find that balance of, like what Scott Pilgrim does, where the way they film it with the fucking action lines and everything else, and the little sound effects when he like bonks his head and everything, it it helps it a lot. And then Speed Racers is great because anytime they're driving, the like s- shots of him driving and it's his face and stuff, and then immediately as he zooms by, it's a different track set, and I'm like ah. Uh, I also sent you this on TikTok, but me and Joey are trying to find this ROM of a PS1 game. It was a racing game back in like 94 or something like that, but it was made by Square Enix. So it's a racing RPG on the PS1, and the graphics are so clean. Like, it's, it's insane. I can't even describe it. I'll have to show it to you. But uh, someone made an English patch for it recently. Ooh. And uh, me and Joey are like clamoring to try to play that. You and me. Once I get my Steam Deck, because I will get one at some point, uh, we have to we have to get the Black Panther uh, English stuff going. Yeah, the the I don't know why they did it like this, but Black Panther Two they started translating that one, and that's done. You can download that now. But if you want to play Black Panther One, so you know what the fuck's going on, you gotta wait like three years because they just started that. Yeah, so I we'll have to wait for that, but I'm hyped for that because Black. I didn't. I didn't know there was a PSP one until I was going through all the Yakuza games. I didn't know until the day after you told me. Well, because I was because everybody says Yakuza games have been on a yearly cycle for years, and I, I looked at the main series and like, so where, are, where what are all these gaps filled with? Mm-hmm. And it's because they count ports and remasters and other games like Black Panther one and two as the yearly thing. Yeah, and so I'm like, okay cool and then i'm like there's psp games and i looked up a, like a like trailer for it and i was like holy shit yeah i i'm very excited to play them after i will i looked at some footage of it and it's like uh the main character is like he's trying to make his way to the top in that underground fighting ring in Camarocho, and uh it's like a fixed camera angle like Fire. resident evil version of Camarocho when you explore but then the combat is pretty much the same as like zero and everything. It looks really interesting. And the cutscenes, that Metal Gear Solid style, like comic booky. Yep. I need that shit in my life. I 
Speaking of that, I think I cannot wait for whenever it gets announced with the Metal Gear remake. Whenever it is, three or one, I'm they, just hyped for that. They teased it. Did you see the uh, the Christmas post that no, uh, not. Blue Point made? No. It was a, a Christmas tree, and under the tree there was the God of War axe, the Shadow of the Colossus sword, and uh, the something from Demon Souls. Hmm. And uh, there was one box that was un opened and people were like what is it and then i'm just like it's a cardboard box <laughs> that'd be the wildest thing as that's how they know it because they're like yeah it's because it's a cardboard box yeah i would love that i'm i'm hype because even even if i would really love a metal gear one remake i'm not gonna lie playing three and nowadays graphics is gonna be fire yeah i mean after seeing the footage of that gashapon or not gashapon but the uh pachinko machine that they made out of it they need to put that in the game. I mean, just seeing Death Stranding 2's cutscenes in that trailer, I'm like, yeah, Metal Gear, gimme. Yeah, because the, the new mech thing is Metal Gear Rex, but he flies now. Yeah, dude. I'm actually hyped for that game. Like, it, it, it's the same thing with Death Stranding 1 is all the trailers got me mad hype. Then I played it, and I was like, oh, okay. It's a walking simulator. I've also seen a bunch of people online that are, like, really hardcore keeping... Not keeping, but gatekeeping armored core. Fuck you. <laughs> Go now fuck that, yourself. Now that FromSoft is making it, they're like, I want all these Souls bros to stay out of my mech genre. And I'm like, if you keep doing that, mech is going to die. Because no one has done a mech game since Damon X Machina, and that one was not well received. I love it. I liked it. Nobody yeah. else does, apparently. <laughs> Hey, we got special split pads with it, so it did something right. I had those for years, and then... I sold I, mine. I, I got rid of mine, too, but mostly because I just have been using Joy-Con and also not using the Switch at all, mostly. Yeah, I'm thankfully using the split pad compact, which feel great. That does feel really nice. You let me hold it the other day. I, I was pretty impressed with it. The, it's the sticks mainly. Like even on those other split pad, the way the sticks move feel way better than the Joy Cons. Yeah, the um, that's one thing that I really have to give credit to the Steam Deck for is I can tell the sticks are really good on it. Um, mostly from playing billiards and Yakuza, <laughs> because the the sensitivity on it is so good that when you let go, it just snaps back to center for when you hit the ball and everything. That's where I notice it the most, but it just it fits right into your hand. It's so comfy. Now, but here's the thing. Does the Steam Deck have HD rumble? And can I use it to always master any lockpick in Skyrim like I can on the Switch? No, but Fuck. you can connect your Joy-Con. Yeah, you can now. I forgot about that. Yeah, which is wild. You can connect any controller that you have pretty much to the Steam Deck. Just playing Skyrim with that shit. You're just like, yeah. Yeah. I've actually been like wanting to play Skyrim again. Like the, just it's less about Skyrim and more about just I want to get lost in an open world again. Yeah. And I feel like Skyrim, either Skyrim or Fallout's the way to do that. But I've been really feeling the swords. Like right now, just playing Final Fantasy, I'm just like, give me swords. I want to just slice a motherfucker. Speaking of Fallout, me and Matt the day before he left, we started a game called High on Life. Dude, okay, I haven't downloaded. I haven't played it yet. I didn't realize that Zach Hadel did voice acting in this game, Psychic Pebbles. Oh, he does? He's all over this game. This fucking schnoz? Yeah. We uh, we started playing it, and there's a point where you have to go through these doors, 
and there's a red guy that controls one door and a blue guy that controls the other door, and they're exactly identical. Please let it be Zach and Tomar. It's Zach and then uh, Michael, the other guy from Smiling Friends that does Pim. Okay. And uh, they're like sitting on these little pedestals. One of them is a red ball and the other is a blue ball. And they're like, hey, uh, which one of us do you think is more attractive? And then Zach's little orb is like, yeah, I, I got a bunch of plastic surgery. I got this surgery where I physically can't shit anymore. I, I'm really like, <laughs> I'm really down about my appearance. And then it's like, you can pick one to be the most attractive. And they're like, oh my God, see, I told you or something. And if you pick the red orb, he's like, no way, really? Thank you, dude. Thank you. Dude, go on through my gate anytime you want. It's hilarious. And there's an achievement uh, pretty much right after that. This is all within the first 30 minutes of the game. But there's a point where you go down into the sewers and there's a child that runs up and starts pushing you. And he's like, shoot me, pussy, shoot me. So you can shoot this child in the face. And then you get an achievement that says you can't do that in Fallout. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. Holy shit. I gotta play it because it get like because like the main character's outfit looks like the Outer Worlds guy. Yeah. And then I just love the idea of every weapon being sentient. Yeah, it's it's really funny. The weapons really are just the core of that game. The knife is probably my favorite one because isn't that one like just absolutely crazy? It's just a sadistic murderous knife. (laughs) It's like, yeah, let me just get in his guts. (laughs) So it's Australian too. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Dude, I got it. It's like a slight Australian because I think that's also Michael. <laughs> Apparently, it uh, it's it's become the number one played game on Game Pass, beating Minecraft. That's great. It's it's but it's weird because every the communities are all loving it. Then you go to like games journalists and everything, and they're like, it's fine. Well, yeah, but that's game journalists. Well, and well, it's funny because like every, it, again, I don't I don't think this, but a lot of people are hitting sitting there going, "Yo, if High on Life launched on PlayStation, it'd be getting high 90s. And I'm just like, I don't think it's that. I just think this is game is aggressively not for the games journalism crowd. Yeah, it's it's definitely just for people that want to play a game and have fun. Yeah. Um. I, this what I from what I vibed with is this game is definitely like the comedy is like not one that it's gonna fly over your head if you don't get it. Yeah. And also, it's like the Rick and Morty smiling friend style comedy that's like slightly offensive. And it's, Where if, if, if you get offended easily, you will not like it. And the thing about Rick and Morty and Smiling Friends is the dialogue is so like realistic and conversational that it's even funnier. And this game does that to a T. Like every time your gun like stammers about, oh, you, you just had no trouble killing that guy, huh? It's really funny. And uh, I really hope that they do more with it. I'm about to buy it on Steam Deck because it's on Steam. And I'll happily pay 60 bucks for that. I I was going to pay for it until I remembered it's a Game Pass. So I was like, hell yeah. So it's sitting there downloaded. Oh, oh, that's another thing I played I can talk about. Metal Hellsinger. You like it? That shit is fucking awesome. Right? Dude, nothing feels as better than getting the shotgun and like nailing a reload on beat and just immediately headshotting a dude. Holy fuck, that game is so good. Oh my gosh. I was like, y'all were right when you said that's literally right up your alley. And I was like, all right, whatever. I started playing it. Dude, oh my, when you hit like the times eight and now the the lyrics kick in, you're just like, fuck. It's like Devil May Cry, but a shooter almost because of that. It's Devil May Cry, but then 
it's the, yeah, like that. That's what got me about Devil May Cry Five was that the better you do, the better the music, the better gets. the music sounds. And so, like in this game, it's like that same thing. It starts off just like the the drums and like maybe a little bit of strumming. And then as you start going, it's like the and then like the, you get the higher, and then it's just like like chanting and shit. And you're like, oh, this is so fucking cool. It's amazing, dude. That game is so fun. I got like lost playing it. I like, I think I have like one more section to do because I was just like. Oh my gosh! Like, just staring, and then like, if you would have opened the door to my room, I'm like, like leg beating to the thing, and like, it's like my whole body was in rhythm with each other because I'm like, head banging, shooting. It was like this. It's like, (laughs) whole body's moving, and I'm like, I was in, dude. I know exactly what you mean, and that's my favorite thing in any game that has any sort of rhythm thing to it. Because I'll do the same thing in uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Like when I'm moving around and I'll like, you have to hop panel to panel to move on the beat. And when I'm doing that, I'm just like, uh. uh <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you're like, uh. uh. And then a the guy this. will hit me and I'll be like, uh. uh. <laughs> dude, that's, that's me. I, dude, I hate that I do this, but I'll be playing a game. If, and if I get like heavy damage done and like the screen shakes, I will physically say, ouch. <laughs> like I'll be like, ow. And, and then I think about it for a second and go, God, I'm alone. There's also like Persona Dancing and Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory are the two that I've experienced this most with. But there's a point where in a rhythm game, I'll just go into a trance and like my eyes will completely unfocus and I'll just hit every expert combo in the thing. I'm just like, don't break this. Don't break this like moment in no, your mind. No, because you get into it, and then the second you think about it, you fuck up. Because you're like, oh shit. Yeah, it's like for a split second you become the rhythm, and then it's just over because you decided to be human for a minute. That happened to me uh, actually in Yakuza. I did Bakamitai once, and I literally st- like wasn't looking at my controller, but I started singing and hitting the notes perfectly. And then I realized what I was doing, and I started fucking it up again. I was like, God, God dang it. That's the best way to do it in Yakuza, is pairing the button presses with the lyrics, because once you know a song, you're like, okay, this press happened yeah, exactly not, here. Yeah, because it's not, because the karaoke is not to the beat of the song, it's to the lyrics. And like, when, once you realize that, karaoke gets a little easier. Yeah. But then it's like, yeah, if you know the song, and you can start to sing, or at least sing the like the parts, not necessarily the words, because it's a different language, mm-hmm. but like you, you kind of know the rhythm. The rhythm of the words. Yeah. Because, like, Bakamitai, Machine Gun Kiss, and I want to say the Like a Butterfly, which are my favorites to do ever, just because of how cool they are. That's the one with uh, Aika and Kawami 2, right? The hostess that yeah, you can do? it's that one. And then in, in, That one was really fun. In, uh, in 6, it's with a Japanese porn star as the one, which I think that all the all the hostess ones are modeled after porn stars. Nice. I think, I forget which one it is. It's either Kawami 1 or... Zero. No, it's Kwame One, where you can go and and do like the phone sex thing, I think, or just watch softcore porn. And it's straight up. Oh yeah, it's that's Anri. That's in Kwame One. It's Anri, uh, uh, Okita or Otika or whatever. Who? Fire, fire scenes. She's been in. I've seen. I thought you were talking about the city no, pop no. idol Anri, and I was like, no, no, not her. No, the <laughs> porn star Anri. Okay. Uh, no, and dude, I I remember seeing that, and I literally went. Is that Henri? And yeah, sure enough. <laughs> that moment when you recognize a porn star in a game. <laughs> well, to be fair, Yakuza has always used porn stars because uh, the RGG Studios is pretty sex positive. Yeah. Which you can see in how they how they portray sex workers is actually really good. 
they don't treat them as objects. They're always usually like, here's the, like, they show the darker side of a lot of it, too. Yeah, that's I'm like, true. oh, shit. Like, there's a moment in Judgment where you actually have to play as an undercover uh, escort girl or whatever, like, hostess girl. As does, one of, does Yagami no, it's not Yagami. drag? No, it's an, <laughs> they literally have to get another character to do it. And there's a whole minigame of dressing her up. Femboy Yagami. <laughs> Nah, so I wish. That's what I wanted. I wish right now. No, it's actually with the arguably best girl of the game. So you'll, when you get there, you're like, yes. Nice. It's actually really nice. I, I watched a little video review, no spoilers of that one. And it was talking about how you could date certain characters. And I was like, there's oh my a, God, there's a, yes. There's a dateable, there's romance options in Judgment and Like a Dragon. Fuck yeah. And in Lost Judgment, there's one dateable girl who can who is from Judgment 1. And it's only dateable if you romanced her the first time. Damn. I think I'm going to have to clutch it for Like a Dragon because I want Ichiban to be happy. So Like a Dragon runs the same gambit as Persona. Pick one and you're set. You get multiple. Man, fuck you when that day comes. Does it have the thing like uh, Persona 4 where you can... all gang up on you and beat the shit out of you. But can you like get to the point where it's like, okay, we're at the max link, but we're just friends. I don't remember because I didn't romance anyone else. I just kind of stopped at a point where I'm like, I don't want to test it. Okay, let me ask you this then. Did it give you any combat advantages to do the dating? Um, Not for who I romance because she's not in combat. Okay, then I'm going to... S- well, shit. So in the game, it's it's like Persona where you have your your the, gr- the group. Right. And in, in, in Yakuza, there's only two girls who you can bring into combat with. The rest are people you meet in the story. Ironically... Some of them are voiced by the Persona 5 girls. <laughs> uh, Makoto runs a job searching place. On runs a uh, a community college thing where you can get your degree. And that's the that's the that's how you romance her. You have to get your degree first. Damn. Yeah. Saul's so like, damn. All right, cool. I didn't get her. And then they have um, another girl who runs like where you can craft your shit. And she's voiced by uh, the woman who voices Ashley in Mass Effect. So I was like, we got another one, baby, let's go. <laughs> Every romance option is is someone that I have like heard in other games before. And then uh, one of the girls is literally just voiced by uh, Morgana's voice actress. Oh, that's... So part, of, do that. part of me is like, oh, this is sweet. But then I'm also like, hey, yo, I need you to change voice actors. Like, I can't. I remember hearing uh, in that review that Judgment was like the first one in a while to get an actual English dub and that it was good. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm considering maybe doing that, but also I, I really I would don't say know. do judgment in dub, but then when you go to like a dragon, do it in sub. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good idea. Even though like a dragon's dub is fire, and they change jokes depending on the language. They in the English I, I like so it when they do that. In the English dub versions, there's a moment where it, it happens in all the Yakuza games where a guy comes in and speaks English, and you and and your character goes, huh? They're speaking English. Right, that's happened to me a in, couple times in three now. In like a dragon, uh, <laughs> Ichiban will go, "Oh, this guy's speaking English," and then they edited it for the English one where he turns towards the camera and just smiles, <laughs> and you're like, "God dang it!" I love that. And and there there is a very clear version of English, English and Japanese English because the guy who comes to tell the guy where the bathroom is, he goes. Over there, <laughs> go to right, next to a drugstore, and then it goes. Then he turns to each one. So that's how you speak English. 
and it's so it's so good that I feel like it only works in the dub. Yeah. Other than that, it's just uh, they're trying to speak English, which is still funny. But and it works with Ichiban, dude. Oh my gosh! So Ichiban's whole thing, like I played it all in English. I still loved it, but I definitely would say if you're more connected to the Japanese style of Yakuza, pick the Japanese. I'll have to see because at this point, certain I'm... characters do show back up. Okay, and, and it is it is jarring to hear, but they did bring they anyone who was an English dub for Yakuza, they did bring some of the ones from the PS1 game back. Okay, because my thing is like if I'm if I've been playing a game like Persona is a good example of this because I played three and four. And then I was like, yeah, that's just Igor's voice. And then as soon as I heard him in 5, I was like, that's not Igor. And well, I was right. <laughs> you were right, but also it's because the, the voice actor died. Yeah. But they did it really... They uh, This was the one game where changing his voice actor worked. Because it's not Igor. And I feel like that's going to happen to me if I played like Yakuza, like a dragon, or I the think, next one. I'm pretty sure I told you this, but Majima appears in like a dragon. That's what I was saying. And, like, uh, if Majima shows up, I'm gonna be like, "That's not Majima." The thing is, it's a good, it's a good damn job because it's Matt Mercer doing it. Oh shit! And he does a phenomenal job, actually. Where it's like it's got that craziness, and he hits some of those high notes, but for the most part, it's at this like unhinged. Like, oh, okay, cool. If I want to hear him hit the Kiryu chop, I don't think he says it. Damn it! Um, mostly- I'll have to go on. Fucking, uh, that is one thing. Cameo. The, say. You do see at some point you do see Kiryu in like a dragon because of course you do. It's he's the main character. He's the main guy. He's, he's the main vo- character he's, of they, the world. They got the English dub guy from Yakuza One back to do the dub again. I'm gonna have to and look up actually, some dub ooh, voices for Kiryu. I'm, before I'm I... no. I'm gonna show you that shit after this podcast because it is wild. Because that's the one thing that I have qualms about. Like I know Kiryu's voice, and if it's not. Like spot on. But he I'm sounds. Not like he it. sounds. He's like this. He's like, uh, I'm a cool action guy. That's his English voice actor. I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't like it either. But I thought it was really cool that they brought him back to do it. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. You didn't just like recast. You're like, hey, they at least offered. Did they at least give him like some better direction. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's way better directed because the English dub in in these games are like stellar. Because they at least for at least in, for like a dragon specifically, it's re lip synced. Judgment doesn't re-lip sync it, so that is a bit annoying. But I've played Japanese games all my life, so that's pretty incredible that they redid the the actual like models for that. Yeah, Judgment doesn't do this, Um, so it is strictly just an English dub over whatever they had. I think I might play that one in English just because I want it to be like Ace Attorney. (laughs) So my thing with it is that the English, so the English dub guy, so in in Japan the facial capture is also the the actor. Because right. that was the whole point of this game. Is like, look, we got this famous Japanese actor. It's the, it's the Kuze Awano and Shimano thing. Pretty much, yeah. Or Shibusawa is what I mean. I always say Shimano when I mean Shibusawa. Shibusawa was goaded. Yeah. That final fight, holy shit. <laughs> Twin Dragon is one that I have on a playlist every time. And when it pops up, that just little intro guitar part, I'm like... <sighs> I, have, uh, I have this version that I found on YouTube that is from the cutscene, so it starts with yeah, just the violin. I, I know exactly what you're talking and about. And it cuts the voices. That's the one that I listen to. So the to. one that mine doesn't cut the voices. It has or it has the voices, but the one with Kuze that I found does cut the voices, so it's the intro in the long tunnel, the sewer tunnel. 
And that yeah. one is the buildup is so good. I'll show you the Shiwusawa one because it gets to the it plays the cutscene out normally, but without the voices. And then when they headbutt and it zooms out and it says it stops at the like Shibusawa. It stops yeah. there and then it just plays the rest of the song. Dude, Yakuza like it just the it, those dynamic intros are fucking awesome. Yeah. Because every time it it always like lands, and you're just like, oh, it gets you so hype. That's the number one thing I want for Christmas is the Yakuza Zero vinyl. <sighs> that that would be fire. I'm trying to get you a vinyl of something. I'm not gonna say yet, but it's it's for Christmas if I can fucking get a hold of one. But I found this website that is has been invaluable to me. I couldn't find the um, the Pacific Breeze records, the city pop ones that I like, and then. Uh, this one like vinyl distributor out of Brooklyn had them in stock and at retail price. Nice. And Amazon, they're like a hundred bucks a piece. I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to these guys from now on. And they take PayPal, so you can do the pay and for thing, which is my saving grace on everything I buy. I need to get a PayPal. I don't have one yet, so I need to get it's, one. It's really good if you want to buy like collector's editions that you think are going to go out of stock. Mm-hmm. Because it's literally, you pay one-fourth of the price every two weeks. So it's like every paycheck, you know, drop. Amazon's starting to let me do that with since I have the Amazon credit card, mm. so I can do that on the credit card. And I've started to do that. I did it with uh, Matt's gift because, not saying on the podcast in case he listens, but that, yeah, that, those things are expensive for they, what they bought. Yeah. They really are. And I was like, ah, but then I saw, oh, pay it, and it's like sixteen bu- bucks every like month, and I was like, that's fair. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, yours were a lot cheaper, but thankfully it's just because they were on holiday sale. Hell so yeah. I got the two for you, the big ass thing for Matt. And I have one more that I'm trying to get you, but I fucking can't find one. I still have no idea what I'm going to get you guys. I'm going to have to get Bleach <laughs> Box of three. Sorry, what's up? Uh, I don't know if that's, <laughs> that's in my price no, range. No, not at all. No, uh, no, I, I fucking I don't really care like my thing like at this point I've gotten to the age where like I don't care about gift like gifts myself mm-hmm. it's more so just the thought I'll make sure it's something good at least yeah I don't I mean, like I even if you can't find anything it's like I wasn't able to find something for your birthday so yeah I don't like it is what it is I understand life gets in the way sometimes the nice thing is at least Matt won't be back until like New Year's so I have extra time yeah I mean, yeah, well, we're, I think we'll probably just do our own, like, whenever we come in to do the podcast next time with everybody. I don't know if we'll do it, because if he's not going to be back by New Year's, we're probably not doing it next week, right? Probably not. He he texted me yesterday, and he was like, hey, I got you a TV mount for Christmas. Don't buy one. And I was like, yay! <laughs> so that's, I'm looking forward to that. I need to go check our fucking mail. I haven't checked the mail in the last, like, three days, or the package box. They probably, we probably should do that after the podcast. You know what? You know one thing I, I will say this. I don't know what, what your price range is, but the one thing that I do want that I that I just haven't bit the bullet on buying yet is the Master Grade Barbados Gundam Kit. I'll look into it. it. it the last I checked, it was eighty six dollars. Yeah, that's way above what yeah. I'm willing to pay right now. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, the reason I don't buy it is because it because I'm because it at one point dropped really low. And then has since then been consistently 86 or 97. It just keeps flip-flopping between those two. And I'm I waiting, bet it's Gundam I'm, Evolution. Hmm? I bet it's Gundam Evolution Probably, that's yeah. doing that. All yeah. these fucking Barbatos mains. It's the edgy one. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I Like, my favorite character is Shadow the Hedgehog. I fucking love Virgil. Like, come on. Yeah. I love the edgy sword boys. And then you give me a Gundam that does that? Fuck you. It gets a katana in space. Are you kidding me? True. That's, I, the, Barbados is sick as fuck. 
I don't, and for being a Gundam that is only like physical, like it's not it's not like one that you can stay back and like shoot like that. Like seeing the fights in that anime was amazing because they're like usually we just have a bunch of beam uh like like laser beams. Yeah. Barbados has to get next to you and beat the shit out of you with its giant mace, and I'm like, this is really cool. And it's and seeing Mitsuki doing all the shit inside that Gundam with his fucking little metal spine thing. Ah. Iron Blood is really good. If you like Gundam, go watch it. <laughs> you just found something and went, ooh. Yep. What is it? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Uh, it's closely related to two things you already have. Sick. You know what I, you know what I almost bought the other day? What's that? Just because I, I found one on eBay for a decent price. The Final Fantasy VII PSP. Oh, dude. I was this close to saying, fuck it, I'll go into credit card debt for this shit. You know shit. I had the Kingdom Hearts one when yeah, I was Yeah, the Birth by Sleep one. I'm, I'm gonna buy it again someday, because I just need to have that again. The the one that I was gonna buy was the silver PSP with Final Fantasy VII stuff, and it had a Buster Sword keychain connected to the little like, like little slot, and I was like, mm, fuck, get it. Matt, he keeps refinding his old one, and it's the red God of War. Is it the red Star Wars one? I think it was God of War. Either way, it's red, and it's fucking sick. <laughs> I, I, dude, the PSP was just a solid system. I got, uh, for Christmas one year, uh, someone traded in a blue Vita, like a Model 2 Vita at GameStop, and, um, it was at that point where it was like, you have to defect all the Vitas and send them out, and I was like, I'm not doing that, I'm gonna buy it, and then I modded it, and, uh, for Devony for Christmas, and I put all, like, the games that I knew that she liked on there, and then, um... I changed the the warning screen to say Merry Christmas, Devony. Oh, that's so sick. So me and Joey like wrapped that up and gave it to her as a present. She she was so stoked on it. She still has it. I, I need to get a Vita. Like that I know is like at least in terms of the actual consoles that are out, that's like emulation heaven. Yeah. I mean it was, and then the Steam Deck came out. Well, I say well, I would say for the price range, but right now getting a Vita for less than like I honestly just rather buy the Steam Deck. Very true. I'm gonna get one, and I'm probably not. I'm not gonna mod heavily like some people are. Like I'm just gonna use the, the Linus. Is it Linus? Not Linus. Linux. Yeah. Just you keep using the Linux OS because it has this thing called Proton, which basically converts uh, Windows games to Linux, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then the only thing you'll probably need for that is this thing called uh, Linux, or not Linux, but Proton GE which they couldn't get the license to, but it's the, the best version of Proton, um, and it makes a lot of things run that wouldn't run on Steam Deck. Okay. So. I'm pretty much going to stay with Steam, I think, realistically. Like, and then Well, that, that's the thing. It's like some games on Steam, like, they'll run fine, hmm. and then some are like, it's completely unplayable, but then you plug in the egg roll, and it's, it's fire. It runs perfect. You remember, uh, this is slightly off topic, but related to the Steam Deck. Remember how you said we'd pay 60 bucks for the collection of Final Fantasy and now it's $75? Plus, uh, I don't... I I bought it. I'm gonna buy... I, I think it was already sold out when I went to buy it. There was I had no to, option to buy. Gotcha. I was in a queue to buy it, but I did it at like 1am, so it was like five people in front of me, so I was able to get my order in. The really shitty thing about it, I don't mind paying $75 for the game because that's, you know, that's pretty comparable to PS5 and Xbox prices. And on Steam, if you bought them all together, it'd be more than that. But, 
when you get to the shipping page, it's like you have two options. One is next day, which is $30, and one is expedited two days for $20, and no other options. <laughs> like, yeah. I would rather wait three weeks for free shipping <laughs> on these games that I played before. But, you know, that's how it be. I mean, I'm going to get it at some point, even if it's not physical, digital, because, like, having all those portably, like, I know you get the Steam Deck, so, like, you have that option, but, like, for me, I don't know what it is, but, like, the Switch is just the perfect size that, like, I love playing retro games on it, and, yeah, having the pixel remasters there. I totally agree. Like, if the Switch was more easily moddable right now, I would have several Switches with a shitload of, like, GameCube and stuff on it, because it's perfect for that. Yeah. But... Nintendo keeps doing such weird stuff with the architecture. I mean, it. I, my thing is, I understand the idea of a, of a system that is still ongoing, and not in them not wanting you to mod it. That's fine. Like that's hey, it's their current model. They don't want people to hack that. But fuck you. Like with you hacking my 3DS, it's like you're taking everything away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I had like I don't know if you saw it on mine, but I have Fire Awakening. I have Kid Icarus downloaded. Yep. And it's the fact that like if you shut the system down, like I can re-download games, right? Uh, or is it like fuck you? That whole system is just. You shut can re-download them from the eShop, but so that's it. That's it. And yeah, we so, don't know how long that will last either. And that's kind of my problem is like Fire Emblem, like I don't have Awakening physically. I have it digitally, and I have a case on my shelf because I like keeping the cases. Yeah. But that's it. And so now if I ever want to go back and play Awakening, I, I now have to either keep the thing on the system, God forbid my shit goes wrong, everything gets deleted. Now I'm out of a game I paid for, so fuck you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to emulate it. Yeah. I paid for it. With 3DS specifically, that, that has become a big concern within the last year with it closing down and everything. But um, that really just means you need to mod it at this point because there are online repositories for games that you won't be able to buy and the cartridges you will never find because yeah, fuck you those cartridges are starting to get super expensive and on some of them they don't work anymore uh persona q is one of them if you bought one of the first print runs of that game it just doesn't work after like five years and that's happening to a lot of people right now q1 or q2 q1 okay. q2 is fine it doesn't have that same architecture that they built it with is are those are available like to download roms right for it probably uh yeah because people just like have been able to rip from cartridges so like on mine i have the fates collector's edition cartridge um which has both versions and the the other one oh you do yeah okay if, if, can you put that on my shit too sure yeah because i i don't have i don't think i have it or no i do have revelations bought but i didn't know where to go to fucking re-download it and so i think i lost it because it's not showing up so, so i'm like fuck so uh or i bought it through the cartridge like when i had one of them in my oh yeah, yeah. that's so a it's thing. like only available through that version of the game or whatever so my like, god dang it see i'd rather have just the special edition cart like like file that just has all three of them yeah that was that was one of the ones that i prioritized that castlevania i showed you um ocarina of time that'll be fun to play again because like i think the, that is probably one of the best remakes I I agree. I think it's the best remake that Zelda has done. Um, maybe besides, uh, I mean that and Majora's Mask, like being side by side, really. I think really well. Ocarina of Time and Link's Awakening are top two for me. Link's Awakening is really good. I it took me a while to get used to the the art style, but when I did, I was like, this game's just great. You know the the one that nobody ever talks about, um, 
what's it called? The the one on the 3DS. Link. Uh... Link Between, Between Worlds. Worlds. Nobody ever talks Cyber about that one outside of like lore videos where they talk about Low Rule and Hilda. Other than that, that was a great game. I, yeah, I mean, I had fun with it, but like no one ever brings it up as being like their favorite Zelda. I I can see why. I think it's a really fun adventure, but I'm gonna be honest, kind of forgettable. Yeah, like honestly. like the only thing that's memorable is Hilda and Low Rule, and then everything else you're like, okay, it's just another 2D Zelda game. But this time you can be a graffiti. Would love to see that revisited in Breath of the Wild too. The whole low rule thing. I I think Breath whatever Tears of the Kingdom decides to do, I just want the final boss fight with Ganon to be not a huge monster fight. I want, I want it to be Ganondorf. I want the one on one. Like that shit like is the like, demise fight. Not not even the demise fight. The fucking Twilight Princess fight. Where it literally he's just like, fuck it. Sword. And you guys have a fucking, like, the fucking clashes when you're, like, holding it, and you have to, like, fucking tap A or, like, swing harder, like, whatever on the Wii. That shit was the hypest final boss fight ever. Because the way it goes is the fucking bull, and then the horse ride, and then he just says, nah, fuck it, you and me. And, like, that's so much cooler. Speaking of which, uh, same with Wind Waker doing that, too, where, it's, where at the end he's like, alright, let's fight. And then Link stabs him in the forehead. <laughs> what a, what a, like... Like, I, what a I, dark end to a bright and colorful game. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like that game you think, oh, it's uh, bright, cheery, whatever. And there's shink right on his head, and you're like, oh, oh god. Yeah, he just killed a man. What time are we at? One thirty-nine. Okay, we can go a little bit more. Yeah. Um. The the last thing that I want to talk about. Remember the retro game that we talked about that got shot down by Nintendo, where you were going to play a chic. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, another employee that has left the company has been talking more about things that they pitched that Nintendo shot down. That's where Retro's been. Uh, I have been theorizing about this for a while, but I kept saying Retro hasn't put out a game since Donkey Kong Country because they keep making pitches to Nintendo that get shot down after they've worked on them for so long. And that is actually what's been happening. They pitched another Zelda game where you were going to play as the last male Gerudo and it was going to be a prequel to everything and uh, Zelda and Link were the villains fuck that's so cool yeah I've actually been so interested in that lore of like it's an all woman species but then the one time one the one male who gets born every hundred years or whatever just due to the thing has to be the leader and even though it's really a ma- like a matriarch matri- whatever that fucking word is a society matriarchal yeah what, even though it's that society it's like oh but these are the this is the way this world works when when a male is born that's like such a fucking wild thing for them yep and obviously it's a dude raised by these brutal women so it's not it shouldn't be bad then you see Ganondorf yeah so I wonder if like there's a way they could make like cause obviously demise is a thing but like imagine like the game being like the male Gerudo who you can name because fuck it that's a RPG yeah is is struggling with the fact that they are like the ancestor of Ganondorf and like there's a slow thing of the, the poison seeping in his brain of like no and like you, there's a like a morality system in a Zelda game that'd be so fire god dude like retro it's weird because they're obviously working on Metroid Prime yeah and that's their, been their biggest thing where they had to restart they definitely where the fuck is that game dude <laughs> That's the thing. I'm. I've now become the point, and I think Nintendo's doing this really well, where they they were. They typically don't announce games unless they're ready, 
with the exception being Zelda. That's yeah. the one that always gets announced early because they need that hype announcement. And so Zelda's the easy hype uh, maker. Even though they're like, we got time. We got to wait a while. And people are like, oh, dude, next E3 is the release date. And, and Nintendo's going, no, no, no. No, it's not. We're actually delaying it. <laughs> I'm glad it's finally got a date, but I don't trust dates anymore. So Yeah, we'll see. I'm actually hyped for that, mostly because I, I, I need to see Ganondorf like actually in the Breath of the Wild version. Yeah. And yeah, I just I want to see more like more of the like this Link. I really like as much as they like for Link, a Link character doesn't talk. This Link is the most expressive like like I get it. I know this Link. And right? also like it's canon that he does talk, but it's very very rare. And I think the next game might be the perfect opportunity for like one little line at the end. I think that would be perfect. It's it's literally like the final because I've seen a lot of people talk about like what they could do differently for Zelda games, and the problem is that they've kind of written themselves in a very odd scenario where it has to be Link, Zelda, and Ganondorf usually. Yeah. And so any because and they've mentioned anytime Link and Zelda are in a universe, they always come together. It's always those two, all this that, with the exception being Minna. Anytime they add a new girl, the devs go, this is the one time they don't get together. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, I want more of that. I, I do too. Like, when they shake it up, it's really interesting. Honestly, give me a Linkle game. Yeah. I'd be down be for great. that. I love, what was the, did you see back when uh, Triforce Heroes was a thing? And there was one games journalism person who asked, uh, so why can't we play as a girl in this one? And Miyamoto, or whoever the dev was, straight up answer was, it's because Link's a boy. And that was that was it, that was their answer. And he's like, well, and because he he literally looked confused, like well, Link's a boy, you play as Link. But three of him. Yeah, it's about three of them. And then they didn't do Linkle until uh, Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. I want that. Uh, do a game with the pink-haired Link. That the there's like a, it was like a prototype female version of Link apparently with pink hair. I I, I remember there was one uh, Japanese game magazine that used to do their own art and they perceived Link as a girl and it's basically just Linkle but like yeah. in that old NES style if I can find those pictures I'll send them to you because they're really cool my thing is like just shake up the formula enough because like that's why I think the Sheik game would have been fire that's why I think what the other game where he plays the male Gerudo would have been fire like there's so many cool ideas for games any in- Zelda game where you don't have to play as Link is always top tier shit for me Hyrule fucking Warriors yeah Age of Calamity again I still have a problem with the fucking time travel shit cause yeah, whatever but like that game's fire yeah I, I pretty much mained Impa anytime they gave me her I was like gimme give me that I, I love playing as Impa in that one and then Herbosa was really good too Herbosa was great uh, I loved like going to like the divine beast missions where it's like okay this is the part in the game where they die because the first one that i did was mifa because i was like okay maybe i know the timeline is changing maybe the first two that i save will stay in the party the other two will die and then i get to the top of the beast mifa's trapped and then fucking sidon comes out of nowhere and i was like holy shit it's time travel well i i kind of figured like i did lose my mind but then like by the time i rolled credits in the game like i really wish i got to see the unadult like unabridged version of this you know what i mean yeah like i wanted to cry like let me cry like i i want i want link to hold mifa in his arms and just like cry that was another thing i think zelda's great the zelda in this universe is really cute mifa is way better urbosa is way better oh facts like 
I love, by the way, I'm just going to say this right now. <laughs> Anyone who writes fan fiction and has all that stuff out there, can we please just not put two characters who are very clearly not in the age ranges that should date? Yeah. Like, I get it. It's a fantasy world, but like, bro, Urbosa's like 30-something. And Zelda is like 16. It does no good telling these people that. They're going to do it anyway. I know, but still. Like, to me, it was always weird <laughs> when people were like, Urbosa and Zelda, and I'm like... She's like... seven, Literally 17. Like, well, she turns 17, but during the the, the previous, like, the, the flashback, she's 16. Yep. So it's weirder. But now she's 116, dude. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like now it's like it makes sense, right? Because it's like, okay. But now Arbosa's is dead. It's fine. Yeah, Arbosa's dead. I do I do love Arbosa as a character, though. I remember her flashbacks were the coolest ones because, like, Mifas were the most emotional, but Arbosa's was like. I just love. I love seeing the. Like, it's why I like the Wonder Woman comics. Like, just seeing a different vibe. Because, like, obviously, I'm so used to seeing all these, like, big, big men with big swords. And then you see just badass woman. Like, that's what Wonder Woman's great. Woman with a big scimitar. A big scimitar and the sick-ass shield, and yeah. she's a badass? I'm like, hell yeah. That's why I'm also hyped for that Wonder Woman game, whenever Spe- that comes out. Speaking of uh, the champions, what do you think they're going to do with the new champions in the new game? Do you think they're just going to kill them? I hope so, but, like, earn it. Like, these new guys, if you're going to kill them, like, I want to see, th- see the character arcs finish. Right? Yeah. The Goron, like, have him be, like, the, do, do the bravest thing he could fucking do and go out that way type I, shit. I loved... I mean? My favorite two were Tiba and, um... I just said his name, Sidon. Sidon's great, and I think Sidon would be really fun to see. I hope... Honestly, I hope he doesn't die. I think he, he should live. I think Sidon would naturally just become the leader of his people yeah. and just stop fighting. The Goron's name is what again? I don't know. Little bitch boy. Yeah, I want to see... If he, like, if he dies... He has to go out doing the bravest thing ever. Like, like that's spur, what I mean. Spur the other Goron to, like, leave the mountain and help with the conflict. Like, I want to see him, like, any of these characters. All I want is the character arc to complete. And if it completes with death, cool. Just make sure that whenever like, the, whenever I remember them, I think, oh, I'm satisfied with how that went. Bring the mailman back in this one. Yeah, dude. That'd be a really good way to, like, just... Like, you have to get your stamina up so that you can race him. <laughs> You're like running after him. He ha- he literally has unlimited stamina. Like there there's a moment where you play as the mailman for like a split second. You see the stamina wheel. It's just the the Sonic like Frontiers <laughs> Infinity symbol. <laughs> oh dude, I'm hyped for that. I'm hyped for Sonic Frontiers like d- just DLC run. Yeah, the free DLC, mind you. They were like, oh, you guys like the game? Here's a bunch of free stuff. So we're getting new play. I'm, I'm more hyped for the new playable characters whenever that drops. Yeah, new playable characters and story, which was the story is gonna be interesting uh, because I want to know what that is, and I wonder if it's part of the already established Frontiers storyline. Like, is it? And if the new playable characters, do you think we play as Amy, Knuckles, and Tails? Definitely. Yeah, I think what it'll probably be, like the safe option, is what they do inside Sonic to like free him from that comatose state. But either way, I'm gonna be happy with it. Give me like playable characters that are not even in the game. Yeah, that would be pretty dope. I'm gonna be honest. I've, just because I saw the mod for it, I just want to play Shadow in the boss fights mainly. Someone is making a really dope silver mod with the uh, telekinesis. Included. I saw that, dude, and I'm like, I'm like, fuck, that looks so cool. 
Yeah. Shout out to Sonic ga- Sonic games like Sega just being super down for like yeah fucking mod the shit uh, make your fan games do it. They we were so care. happy with fan games that they let fan games make an official game. Mania still this day is one of the best produced Sonic games. I'm still waiting on Mania two. I hope I hope we get it. Some hope in my heart. Give give Christian Whitehead the go. Like let him and his team do it. Put him on the council. Yeah, that's another thing. Just put him on the council. Tyson Hess is on there. Which, honestly, him and him and Ian being on the council makes me so hi- hyped for everything. Get Ian Flynn to write and get uh, Christian Whitehead to make the actual core of the game. That's not a game ever made. Oh, for sure. But anyway, I think I think that's all we got for the day. Yeah, we've covered a lot of ground. This is going to be a good one. Uh, Matt, you pretty much only have to listen. You can only, you can pretty much skip the Skip the part. Yakuza stuff. Yeah, we, we talked about the stuff that wasn't Yakuza. Yeah, we talked about a lot of stuff that wasn't Yakuza. We didn't really spoil too much. I mean, the Majima storyline. Majima storyline, and then the fact that Kiryu just runs the orphanage. But, I mean, that's a natural through line. The the, the, the orphanage is the natural through line. The Majima storyline is the one where it's like, yeah, we don't want to spoil that for Matt. Yeah. Yeah, so Matt, don't... Matt, be very spotty with how you listen. Just kind of skip through. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Check us out on uh, Instagram, which is sidequest underscore podcast. TikTok, which is side underscore quest underscore podcast. And YouTube, which I think you should just check it. It's sidequest. Sidequest Productions, I think. Um, We've been streaming a little bit. Me and Matt streamed the other night when we played Fortnite. I think we got one of our wins in there. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a fun time. Thank you guys for listening. As as always, take it sleazy.